everybody, welcome to the Mad Men Recap. This is uh, your your consummate host, Paul. Hi, atop the Brooklyn studios, coming to you for yet another episode of the Mad Men Recap. Welcome. We're glad you're listening. We're glad you're joining us. I couldn't be more excited tonight, everyone. This is this is a big one. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the uh, I believe co-host of the century, uh, named the uh, at the Emmys, uh, John. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry, Doctor John. Don't be upset. That's okay. Also here with me, we have uh, our very special, special guest just for this episode. Kate, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, my God. I'm so good. Doing great. Hey, Paul. Yeah. I, I was wondering, you know, the show, the show is doing pretty well. Is it doing well? Yeah, we got, we got a couple of hundred of people following us on the Facebook. Okay. We I have don't know a, what that is. But we okay. have about uh, of a billion listeners over Holy. the iTunes. Oh, my God. Not to mention those Emmys. Does Audible know they could sponsor us? They do now. Okay. And you know what? The people, they like us. No, they don't. No, they do. They're and laughing you know at why. us. And that's why they like us. Okay. Because they okay. find us, I don't know, amusing, funny. Okay, okay. And, Paul, I want to ask you, is there any way that we can make this episode funny? I can't do it. But I can tell you this. We've learned three things, John. What did we learn? We learned three things, and I've got them right here in front of me. Uh, number one... James' cousin really needs a job because it turns out there's been some layoffs uh, in the Lollipop Guild. Aww. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, we also learned that with Dr. Faye, no means no, even if she does smell good, Kate. <laughs> That'll get you every time. Every time. And number three, well, it looks like Duck is back in the pond. Um, apparently he's... Uh, back on the sauce. He's back on the sauce again. John, are you drinking again? Absolutely. I thought we talked about this. It's just the moose. That's why we talked about it. <laughs> oh, indeed. So, uh, so we're doing this because the uh, Waldorf stories is uh, this week's episode of Mad Men, and we're here to recap it for you. Uh, why don't you uh, Why don't you get us going, John? But, but can can I can we just say a nope. little something about the Emmys before we start? I wasn't going to, but okay, if you want to get on it. I mean, how many Emmys? I believe they they won twenty five Emmys. Okay. Or four. Okay, yeah, four is good too. Four. four is pretty good though. But uh. For well, for 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 what, Kate? Uh ooh. No. They put you on the spot. <laughs> they put you on the spot. I think they did win for best dramatic series. They they Absolutely. they won for best drama. They won for uh uh best, best writing. Ra- yeah, Matthew Weiner wrote. Uh, and then what was one. what were the other two, John? They got best hairstyling. Oh my, that's important. And I actually don't know the third one. The third one wasn't important. I think it was um, best looking. <laughs> Probably. But Probably. it is. Complete congratulations to everybody. It was, it was really exciting for the cast. Well done. And we're such a good recap. We know all four. <laughs> we also know that uh, poor Bobby Draper didn't make it. Yeah, well, he's never made it, has he? Because he's, <laughs> he's, he's replaced every episode. <laughs> but this... Um, this episode gets kicked off in uh, in short order. The um, cousin of uh, yes, uh, J- Jane's little cousin comes into the office. He wants a job. He's a a, a very old looking twenty four year old kid who uh, has a book of advertisements that are terrible, and he's playing off of an idiom of uh, the cure for the common whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I you know uh, it w- it was really bright. Uh, Budweiser, cure for the common beard. Beard? (laughs) 
it, it, it cures everything, even a beard. Uh, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. The, the most embarrassing thing, uh, by far, was the fact that he put other people's work in his book. Oh, that was, that was really funny with the... I found that to be... Just that he admired. It's pretty damning. Yeah, It was pretty damning. Uh... But you know what? He, he was trying hard. He, he wanted to break into the business. And one of the biggest things I think he said was, you know, um, he, they, they kind of made that whole plea for, you know, remember when you were trying to break in, you know, didn't anybody, uh, you know, you, you at one point needed a shot as well. But and I don't know. Don completely kind of ignored all this. Well, because at the same time, he is like, he must have said, you know, I, I shook hands with Roger Sterling. You know, he was very forceful with the fact that he was, uh, he had an in. He did feel uh, entitled. I yeah. think. Yes. Uh, yes, which yes. was a major turnoff. Uh, although, although he couldn't seem to impre- uh, uh, impress uh, either Don or Peggy, uh, Peggy had nothing good to say about him except that it was nice to see someone who was worse than she was and be certain <laughs> about it. <laughs> Don thought he was on candid camera that went so badly, and uh, and yeah, I get the feel full feeling that this guy is never going to be seen again. Little did we know, but uh, Little did you know we. Know. we <laughs> We kind of launch into the fact that uh, there's an award presentation on the way. You know, which is which w- did not even it didn't even go over my head that uh, it was the same night as the Emmys, John. Yes, even yeah. I caught that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and so very this, clever. <laughs> so this uh, this award is the Clio's, which is a real award mm-hmm. that's given for advertising excellence, mm-hmm. and uh, they have been nominated for their stunning commercial of Glow Coat. Love that, man. And, uh, you know, there's, there's all this tension right away between Don and Peggy because she's excited. You know, she feels like she did a lot of work on this. And Don is very much downplaying it, saying that, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Although if, if they win, all it would do is help grow the business. You know, uh, he's very... Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a big deal. I mean, you know, if, they, if, if you win, you, you know, you, you obviously get some free publicity. Uh, it looks good for the firm, especially for a small uh, firm a new, like themselves. A new yeah. small firm. Uh, it can only help. Year in business, right? Indeed, indeed. But we get kind of a uh, uh, an overall uh, theme here of uh, Peggy being underappreciated and uh, really feeling it, and being none too happy about it, John. No, I mean he, he cannot. He doesn't compliment her. He doesn't take compliments. You know, he says just because I was nominated for an award when it was, in fact, the company and everybody that worked on it that's nominated. Um, he's 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 been consistently really pretty hard on her the, this whole season. Well, he's been on hard on her since the show started. But yeah. you know, back in earlier seasons, after she was made a copywriter, you felt there was uh, a little bit of a, a student tutor uh, relationship that he wanted the best out of her, and uh, it really feels like he's more just. You know, just just using her this time through. Well, this this episode we see we see Don. He's he's become a little a little big for his britches. Oh, is that is that right? Yeah. Okay. And he uh, gets his jollies from uh, <laughs> <laughs> from what, Kate? Uh, you know, um, taking credit for the work of others. Well, but I mean, it, it is it is all under Don's umbrella, and I think uh, normally uh, working in the creative field, you are you know at a point always uh, you know you're you're as good as you're you're as good as your boss a lot of times because although you're doing a lot of the legwork, they're doing a lot of the uh, big idea work. So yes, Peggy may feel as if she has 
uh, a hand in the glow coat, but chances are the overall big idea and uh, real direction of the uh, of the ad or the project was probably still led by Don. But there's no reason why he can't give her some credit. Just say, right? Pat the girl on the back every once in a while. I completely agree with you. I think it's uh, it's it's quite an oversight that he well, uh, he completely ignores it. And it's funny because even later she says, you know, it was his idea to to make him dressed as a cowboy. Uh, mm-hmm. But she didn't see that as a big deal, even though that's one of the bigger parts of the commercial. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, we also hear that the office has a new art director. Uh-oh. And uh, let's just say that this is no Sal. No, he's not Sal. Not at all, John. He loves the ladies. I mean, if we're just going to point out the big differences. Uh, <laughs> that's the big difference? That's the big difference. Uh, he also dresses really... Uh, Badly? I don't know if it's badly, but really, like, uh, casually. I would go with badly. For the time. I mean, you know, much more what we're used to uh, in, 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 in today's type uh, creative. Uh, you know, he, he's, not, he's not overly dressed up. He's obviously more concerned about being comfortable, having his own look. Uh, he, he's, also, he's also kind of, you know, I, I know on this show, John, it's been said, we, we use the word douche a lot. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not call this guy a douche. What? I'm not. I'm not gonna call him a douche. What are we going with? I don't know yet. I'm <laughs> gonna work on this during the show because All right. he's certainly not anything like uh, the the douche crew of days of old, right? Right. He's a bit more, um, uh, uh, although uh, misogynistic, uh, a bit more uh, uh, straightforward with it, uh, a bit more uh, brash with it, uh, and it doesn't feel as douchey creepy. So is this uh, entering more the realm of a tool? I don't think so. I don't. I don't dis- dislike this guy as much. Really to judge. I think we need to. We need a couple more episodes yeah. to really put a worthless nickname on him. <laughs> so we can, you know, well, what I was surprised about was, as, you know, as we get to meet this guy this episode, how Don refers to uh, this guy as uh, talented and more experienced. You know, uh, you know, it, he really kind of talks this guy up in that first scene, and when we uh, when we first meet him, it's you don't get that feeling that he's a, a real professional. You don't. But we're getting I a little agree. ahead of ourselves. Uh, oh, as sorry. we're going through, we're going to head over to Roger's office and hear him talking about the comedians of days gone by uh, while he's dictating a book on himself and spending a lot of time on his childhood. Man, uh, so Roger's, Roger's doing his, uh, his biography, I guess, right? Correct? And, uh, his memoir. Is this because he has no accounts to work on? I don't, I don't know. But I haven't seen him work since, since we started this season. I think like putting on the Santa Claus suit was the was actual, the biggest job he had. Yeah, uh, we we, th- I mean, th- there there are many little snippets. The one that comes to mind is he's he's as he's dictating his story, he he tells the story of, of how his mother used to only let them eat uh, vanilla ice cream because chocolate ice cream would stain. I mean, it re- it really is. He really has nothing to talk about. No, and they drive that home. But you know, I really don't see how that how that can be true. I mean, he's obviously no, uh, been boy. in the business a long time. But he didn't start it. No, he didn't start the company. But he, I'm sh- I mean, I don't I don't think he's hitting it from the angle of oh, let me tell you all my crazy times. Right. Uh, being uh, being an ad man. Uh, what? Uh, but uh, yeah, he doesn't have any really good uh, success stories apparently. But his, uh, his dictation is interrupted as Don comes in and is laughing his head off about Danny. 
Uh, and Roger says, yeah, good, when does he start? And the answer is the first of never. The uh, okay. This guy is, is useless, and Roger's just going to have to deal with the expense it will cost him from Jane being disappointed. And they, uh, they end saying to, to new business and victory at the Waldorf, which is where these Cleos are going to be held. Indeed. Uh, well, then, then we go to the, the our first flashback uh, of many uh, this episode about how uh, Roger and Don met. You know, it, I saw some on uh, some messages that this caught some people off guard, um, not realizing right away it was a flashback because we have not flashed back in some time. I I gotta say there was one part of this flashback that that could, that caught. I I didn't realize when when they changed from being at the store to him being back at the hotel with uh, Joan. Uh, I didn't realize that we were still in flashback. I thought maybe he'd finally gotten he'd gotten sick of Jane already and was going back to uh, 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 what would you call that? Uh, Joan. Big Red. Well, yeah, no, I know her name. Oh, <laughs> I was just trying to come up with like an adjective for doing it. Oh. Gallivanting? Gal? No. No, keep thinking. Thank you. That's all right. I am slow tonight, everyone. I am sorry. No, 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 you are on. You are on. I I think uh, it's funny that, like, so as the show goes on, you know, Don sells the fur and he gets this this business card from Roger Sterling after a little talk about the the ad that's in the store that Don did. And he's like, oh, wow, you know, your card. I'm going to, you know, we'll, we'll talk, see if there's anything available. Well, no, it's only for delivery instructions. It is. Uh, it becomes it becomes uh, clearer and clearer throughout the episode that Roger really uh, didn't see any discernible talent in Don. Yeah, there was or, no discovery. Uh, there was no uh, brushing back the dust or the sand to find the jewel um, inside the <laughs> Draper heart. It was uh, it was it was more so just kind of an accident, a drunken accident. Um, well, no, no. Goofy. I think we'll find that th- this was no accident. Did you see, oh, by the way, and Kate pointed this out to me, that um, in, in that first flashback scene uh, where uh, Roger uh, sees the ad that Don has done for the fur coats. Yeah. Uh, that's, don't miss it, that's Betty in that shot modeling that coat. Oh, that is a great catch. I did miss wait that. Wait for a man to buy a fur, uh, wait, why wait for a man to buy you a fur coat? Betty's got her own on. That's right. In case you missed that, the most hated character on our podcast, uh, uh, Betty, uh, is in that ad. That's great. Very cool. Nicely and, done. And that, that photo shoot is probably where they met. Right, because they did meet doing that shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, very cool. Um, that scene continues to be in a flashback, and we go to apparently a very, a very early uh, rendezvous of uh, Roger and Joan. Well, because Roger actually says, you know, he's buying the fur as a getting-to-know-you gift. Yes, yes. Did you notice that Joan kind of speaks as if she's Marilyn Monroe in this uh, in this scene? Yeah, they kind of have her hair that way, too. Yeah, it's really funny. Well, she's definitely more, like, vulnerable and, you know, in this scene than we've seen her in a long time. She's so. she's putting on some type of, you know, uh, she's, she's, she's got her sexy on. She's got her bedroom eyes going. She's got her coming. She's playing the part. She's playing the part. And while while they're playing the part, we actually see Don made his first pitch. He did. He includes a little little booklet uh, with a Play-Doh ad, and that does not impress Roger. 
Not one bit. Uh, well, I mean, it's not it's it, it's not overly amazing. It just says open a can on a rainy day, and it's got Noah's Ark and Play-Doh. Well, it's I guess. Not, yeah, Don is not an artist. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of nice. <laughs> I kind of like it. I don't know though. If you look at this closely, Noah kind of looks as if he's Jesus, and that's just not no. Yeah, no. Look at it close, closer, John. Yeah, and that giraffe looks like a donkey. <laughs> I, I'm anyway. telling you, he's no artist. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, Roger altogether thinks that this is uh, just uh, in poor taste to uh, to put a uh, uh, a a little. Uh, uh, a little teaser kind of thing uh, in with the coat that he's obviously buying for his mistress and that's the last thing he's, he wants to be thinking about when he hands this coat over, John. Okay. We move on from there to uh, they. Uh, we flash back to real time. Uh, they're sitting in the conference room uh, waiting for the Life uh, folks from Life Serial. Uh, John, are you there, buddy? Yeah, man. Okay, just making sure you're just real, real quiet. Uh, and it turns out they're not showing up. And, I mean, really all the excitement for the day is for the Cleos. So uh, we just start drinking. Well, no, they've already been drinking. Don, well, Don well, was course. going before. And it was Roger. And, uh, and apparently um, Joey is not going to get any service. I love how he just gets, you know, shut down. Well, his he, legs aren't broken, John. <laughs> but neither are Don's. But yeah, but Don's a partner. <laughs> Good point. Good That's point. Right. But yeah, so so the life doesn't show up. They start the party. They get to drink for another hour before they got to head down uh, to the Cleos. Pete, Pete is really bummed out. Pete, I got to tell you, has become quite the businessman. Pete you know, needs a drink. He, he needs a drink. Um, I, I have to say, I'm uh, surprised that they've gone this long without really doing much with the the family side of Pete. You know, what's it been like? Uh, this is two consecutive episodes. We got no Trudy or in-laws, but... We uh, have not seen a baby bump. That's right. She that's is right. on the nest. She is. But, uh, no, but uh, not, you know, after they start their, uh, their little party, um, Peggy actually says, no, no, I don't got to do the drinks. I got to do some work. And yeah. I thought, you know, I thought uh, they showed Don really taking notice of that. That, uh, you know, she well, no, no, no. It kind of you, you can't. It, it was kind of an uh, a, oh, f it, I'm out of here kind of mood because mm-hmm. uh, she was talking about the tickets for the Chloe, uh, Chloe's, and uh, Pete's like, we only got four, and we have to take Joan because she's hot. Anyway, oh, okay. uh, maybe you should go stand in the corner and write something. It was kind of a, it was kind of a I little shot, you. and I think that put the uh, that put the burn on her, and she's like, you know what, f it, I'm out of here. I got you. Um, and she she leaves to go uh, talk to the art director uh, because they're supposed to be have, having some ideas for uh, of the Vix account. Um, the new art director guy, what's his name? This is Stan. Stanny Stan. Uh, Stanny Stan is showing uh, some of some, some of the hot Sterling Cooper J. Uh employees, uh, ladies, his KKK commercial. Hmm, yep, that gets him. Uh, it was every time. It was a uh, campaign ad that he'd done that, that never aired, John. I mean, which makes it less impressive. It, it's extremely less impressive. Uh, he is just trying to uh, impress uh, the ladies. Um, Peggy, of course, comes in to put the uh, the hell no on that. 
Um, and as they real they the party needs a pooper. Indeed. I love uh, how she says, "Have you been yelled at by Don?" And he says, "I'm not scared." So that's a no. Yeah, it is a no. And I, I mean, she's just frustrated because she's getting the she's getting she's getting yelled at for everything. But the thing is, is that what I don't think she's understanding is she, he's just putting pressure on her because he's giving her more responsibility. Like I understand it's frustrating, especially but, when you're not getting more credit. It's one thing to get more work, but if you're getting more work with no more credit, that's got to be really upsetting. Uh, Peggy, better get used to this. It's called the real world. Mm, yeah, this is true. You know what I mean? Did you like, get any credit today, Paul? I don't even. I don't even remember being at work. Oh. Mm. Uh, I do. Is that the uh, alcohol? And no, we did not. No, I didn't get any credit today for anything. <laughs> uh, so you know, I mean, she just needs to get over it. I, not, not to say Don couldn't be nicer, because he certainly could. Uh, you know, but anyway. Uh, this exchange goes badly. She, he pretty much uh, tells her, well, now that the girls, now that you got girls out of here, pretty much saying, hey, you're not even a lady. Uh, you're just kind of a Nazi, for lack of better words. Uh, he he uh, really comes off, uh, the, the first impression as an audience member is really poor. He is, uh, he's something else. I'm going to say that. He's a little coarse. He's a little, thank you. He's coarse. He's coarse. Um... And she tells him, listen, we got to figure out this Vix thing. Uh, and he's just like, he's pretty oh, much... Vic. Vic. I don't care, Vix. Vic. Uh, there's two of them there. Um, <laughs> we got to figure out this Vix thing. And he's just kind of like, just get off my back, lady. So, uh, and I think, I think refers to her copy being bad and not inspiring. Mm. Hey, it would be a problem. We flashed to the Cleos, thank God. Jeez. And uh, Don's hanging out at the bar. Uh, who's he talking to, John? Oh, this is Mr. Ned Elliott for K&E Merchants Bank. Very wow. nice, very nice. Uh, he's done an ad that uh, is up for a little something. It was, yeah, I'm sorry, the ad was for Merchants Bank. He works for K&E. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, um, we, we see our friend Ted Chaw. My God, did anybody care to see Chaw at all? <laughs> I think we were all hoping... See, only to see Roger make fun of his name. Mm, Indeed. That was pretty funny. And then I was kind of hoping Chaw got hit by a bus in it. Well, I love how, you know, he's hired this guy to dress as a general walk around with him. That was hysterical. I don't Gen- think I understood that. General Rufus T. Bullshit. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. That's a tough name. No, no, uh, no. That's what Roger calls him because he's yeah, not a general. I know. Uh, well, I, I, I didn't get that. Like why you would why you would do that in the yeah. award show? Yeah. I don't, I don't, for patriotism, that might be a theme of the episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, no, are we boring you, Paul? Yes, I'm a little bored. Uh, I'm going to have to be funnier. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we also, you know, we also see um, our buddy Ken. Kenny Cosgrove shows up. This is true. And Pete loves to see Kenny Cosgrove. No, he doesn't. This, I was being facetious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no uh, not, not at all. Uh, and, and actually, Ken lets a little... Let's a little spill go. Well, he doesn't. His buddy does. That uh, potentially, if things keep going the way they've been going, John, Ken is going to join us over at Stuart Cooper, J.J. Price. But Pete doesn't. Uh, Pete thinks that there might be a merger. That's what he gets out of that little slip. Oh, And so oh he's my. worried that the, that, that the uh, uh, office guyer is going to merge with uh, Stuart Cooper, J.J. Price. And so if that's Don was working. your boss, would you be worried about a merger, though? If who? Don was your boss. Would you be worried about a merger? 
There's one thing Don's never going to do. It's merge with anybody he's until he's like wolf, 80. You know? No, no, exactly. but it's, a, you know, merger, all mergers affect is, you know, the accounts and the incoming money. That's, you know, that's what he's worried about. But, uh, you know, the, the announcements start, the show gets underway, and who do we see for the first time in this oh season? My, oh, my God, it was wonderful. Herman makes an appearance. That guy, I'll tell you what, I, admit, I think it was great because Duck had been a whole lot of no fun. Now he's back on the sauce. <laughs> he's effing hilarious, John. I like him better. No, he was he it was a lot of fun. Uh, he's really thing, drunk. The only thing that was unfortunate is he stands up and he starts talking back to the MC, the guy who's running the thing. And I tell you what, he gets thrown out of there like Chauncey gets thrown out of a building. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. And, it, you know, and, as funny as it was to see Duck again, it still would be nice to find out, like, what happened with him and Peggy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was just totally cut off. When yeah. did Peggy wake up from that nightmare? It was not a sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare. I mean, maybe, That's she, a disaster. maybe she's why he's back on the sauce. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, she yeah. Breaks, she breaks a heart. A little duck heart was broken oh. that day. But you know what we do find out? What do we find out? Is how those pencils get in the ceiling. That's true. That jackass is throwing pencils in the ceiling. Uh, I never understood that. I don't have a drop ceiling in my office. I wish I did. Oh, we do. Oh, you should try it. You should. Hey, when they're, when they're talking... I have pencil in like 15 years. <laughs> That's a little strange. Yeah. Not, well, needless know, to say, we find our way back to the office to the creative room. And so we get back to the idea room, and uh, Peggy and Stan are talking about... They're supposed to be talking about Vic Chemical, but really it's just Peggy bitching that she's not at the Clio and how much work she did. Um, I don't. Did you see this in the room? There's like this weird orange and black artwork on the backside. Hasn't that always been there? Has it? Yeah, that's always been there. That's really cool. It's some kind of print. Yeah. Yeah. Very All right. Nice. Very nice stuff. It is the creative room, John. We got to have creative things. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. What did you think? I mean, is this? Um, are we learning new words here? What did, what did you get on uh, Gunner Riff for a few minutes and speechitize? Uh, is this is he is he a a beatnik at this point? I think so. Is he? I'm not. I'm. Listen, folks. Where's his turtleneck and his? Uh... I know exactly. I'm coming. I'm coming okay. clean here. Uh, neither Kate or I. I'm not sure about John. Are historians? Um, my best guess uh, is that this is some uh, weird hippie beatnik talk. Um, that he's learned on the streets, on the on the uh, in in the village. Not in the village. Yes, Kate, in the village. <laughs> Probably where he bought that leather coat. Maybe John. Uh, I think he could get pants that are long enough. But move. <laughs> so we go back to the Cleos, and I gotta say, when I was watching this, uh, especially when Don like leans over and is like, "How do I look?" I didn't. I didn't necessarily think they were gonna get it. I didn't think they were going to win either, John. Things haven't been going good for Don. I mean, the have and the haven't. Professionally, uh, they've no been one going wants to fine, with it them. seems like. Well, you know, when one part of your life goes really well, another falls to shit, right? Is that how it, how it goes? how it goes. Right. I don't think that's how it goes. Oh, really? As Don would say. <laughs> Kate and I purposely only let one part of our lives go well. Uh, so if work is going well, we come home and get in a fight immediately. <laughs> Just for no reason. No, that sounds like a plan. Just to keep it on it's the even. Just got to keep it even, John. You got to keep the boat. You got to keep the boat afloat. Well, here's the problem. Most people don't plan their fights. Right. By you guys having it like penciled in. Exactly. That's the way to go. 
overly personal. You know what was great is that uh, everybody was holding hands like a Miss America pageant when uh, when they were waiting for uh, things to get announced. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, uh, jo- jo- Joan is the rock, of course. Uh, and when Don, uh, Don wins, we actually see how much he was excited about this. Because I tell you what, everybody's face goes on high beam. Everybody's glowing. It's ridiculous. Well, everybody uh, is hammered. Hammered. I mean, this is hammered probably, but excited. What? Well, Pete's not hammered. Pete is not hammered. This is probably like 30 awards into the program. You know, they, yeah. they have been drinking since 11 in the morning. I mean, you know, Don is Don is drunk out of his shoes. He has had a few. Probably a good thing you can't give a speech. I mean, yeah. exactly. Probably a good thing. He gives a, you know, gives a little smooch to, to Joan on the way up. He does. That's a victory lap if you ask me. Great big smile, kind of. Uh, it's almost like stalks back to the table, you know. He's, he's like bent forward and taking the big steps. It's he's excited, man. Cut him some slack. Yeah, but I don't know. It, see, this is where it doesn't seem like he's excited about what it'll do for the growth of the company. You know, he's taking this as an individual, you know, personal award. I think that might just because he's a human being. I don't understand. Of course. But that's kind of in opposition to what he was saying to Peggy in the office beforehand. Of course it is, John. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just, how, does, how does this seem at all surprising? I mean, you see it every day. People say one thing, they do another. Well does, done, Kate. Does that happen? It does. Yeah. Listen, let's speed this up a little bit. You know what else happens? Uh, People drive in from Philadelphia. Indeed, uh, the uh, the receptionist from Sterling Cooper Jaber Price uh, busts into the uh, awards and says, "Turns out, guess what? Who would have thought? The life people showed up anyway, and they're back at the office." Pete, who actually has become pretty bright, says, "Listen, uh, tell them we're going to reschedule. We'll do it Monday." Don says, "No, no, 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 no. I'm riding high. I'll produce some some snit right now." So uh, we flash back to the office, and Harry Crane, who is so charming, is regaling us all with some story no one cares about, and Peyton Place. Um, waiting for everybody to get there, let's throw back a few drinks. That's what I would do. That's what John would do. That's what Kate would do, in, in, too, I just, just to make, just draw that out. Uh, so uh, everybody busts in, and they are clearly, clearly plastered. It's ridiculous. They take At a, one point, they, they they literally do take a victory lap around the table. And except Pete, who's you know fairly embarrassed by this. Yes. Uh, well, this is embarrassing. Pete, <laughs> Pete is uh, Pete is aware how this must look, uh, along with Lane Price, who uh, hasn't been drinking, is was just been sitting in his office counting pennies. Um. We. Uh, we kind of figure it out. Everybody, you know, we take our lap. We all sit down. Don is out of control. He gets up to do the presentation. He asks uh, little Danny, little Danny Draw Stuff. What's his name? Is that Joey. Little jo- okay, okay. Little Joey Draw Stuff. Uh, you know, if he started and he's like, no, of course I didn't start. Uh, it's very awkward. It was actually, it was really hard to watch. I, I mean, watch. I had to turn away. It no, was, it, it was when he's when he says the little thing about uh, nostalgia. I mean, I think that this was very purposefully done as you know an embarrassing shadow of the Kodak presentation. Really? Absolutely. You know when he he, he says that one line uh, about about nostalgia and the way he says it and the hair is out of place and he's drunk and he burps 
and it, you know, he plops down in the chair with the drink. I mean, I think this was specifically done to say, you know, what he was at the absolute pinnacle when he did the, the, the carousel, and now, despite his award, he has he has become a, a, a shell of what he was professionally. Well, I mean, just just to just to just to be honest, I think we're all kind of a shell when we're when we're shit tanked. Exactly, but that, that he has let himself, you know, get to this point. Um, you know, he knew this as a client, and and Pete was the voice of reason. You know, sober up, yeah. we'll reschedule. Yeah, yeah, and, and down totally. and do it. Yeah, I I I I don't know what happened there, but uh, they uh, he does the little presentation and the uh, uh, I th- I thought the the live thing was really funny because it it was was it was it Mikey was that was that with live cereal? I don't think was so. It? Was that live cereal? Mike, you'll eat it. Anyway, this reminded me of that because it's that little kid sitting right there by the bowl. And the tagline is, uh, eat life by the bowlful. And the the life guys are just like, listen, that's that's too complicated. Because Don kind of explains how it's kind of a double thing. Like the kids will see the big bowl of cereal and they'll love it. And the moms will understand the the irony of, you know, uh, you've got to live life and enjoy yourself. Uh, They're like, listen, that's just too hard. And so Pete's, you know, that, that like Pete, that's just going to go over people's heads, which is fine. I mean, that's you know, that's which what understandable. Want. I get you. You're I'm right. It was you. it was life. Mikey was life. All right. Uh, so um, right away, uh, they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna need a different tagline than that, though. And Pete goes, "Sounds good. Listen, we'll think about it and we'll get back to you." Don's not having it. He's like, "Listen, I'm gonna just I'm pulling out my guns and I'm gonna bust up a few rounds of genius for you." And he starts coming up with taglines, and he he does the uh, he does the uh, what uh, uh, life cure for the common cereal. Yep. Cure for the common breakfast. Was it? Are you sure? Yes, common breakfast. Fair enough. Uh, and they love it, and that was altogether embarrassing. And Peggy can't can't believe it. Uh, but sounds like that's great. And she tries right then to tell him. Like, look, yeah. you just you just took that, and she doesn't even get halfway through the sentence before he lays into her about the uh, the work for a Vic Chemical and and says the <laughs> six uh, six blanket ship on him to lock him in a hotel room. Right, because the the meeting busted up right after that, and uh, yeah, as she goes out to tell him that he's he's in full party mode, as we would all be, as I am right now, and uh, he tells her that her and. Uh, the new art director are going to be holed up in a hotel room until they come up with something good. And uh, Blankenship says, where do you want to stay? And she's like, he was kidding. And then Blankenship is like, we want me to run after and find out. And next thing we know, we're in a hotel room. Um, when we go to the next scene, Pete is not about to just go party yet, Kate. No, no, no. Uh, we're pulling Lane Price into his office and saying, hey, what gives? What gives, Lane? Because he's worried about this this merger. Are and, we gonna merge? And Lane, who has a, a great old uh, New York Mets pennant in his office. Yeah, who I knew? know they they definitely made that apparent. English, yeah, well, you can't miss that orange. No. Um, but anyways, you know he he's like, are we merging? And he's like, no, no. It just it turns out that uh, Kenny Cosgrove is not so happy, and um, he has this beverage called Mountain Dew and other accounts that'll come with him. Uh, man, that does not go over well with uh, Mr. Campbell. Well, of course not, because they chose uh, Kenny Cosgrove over him. And uh, I, you know, and initially when it, when they were at Sterling Cooper, 
and he's had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Now, Pete is a partner somehow, he's finagled himself into that, and is overly enraged about uh, this being done behind his back, John. I'm, you know, that's appropriate. Oh, indeed. Uh, so, in a, uh, in a fit of rage, uh, he, uh, he, he says uh, to Lane that he doesn't understand why, you know, Lane's never liked him. Uh, Lane says, listen, that hurts me. I like you very much. Pete says, well, you know what? F you. And leaves the office. Uh, L- Lane does, though, uh, offer for Pete to be in a lunch with the two of them uh, the next day or well, Monday. Well, because it's, uh, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like Pete can just veto this. You know, this is this is done. This has got the approval of the other partners. Um, right. And so, you know, kind of bring him in and be like, yeah, you know, if, if, you've, if you've had enough of your fit, you can definitely come and, and be part of us. Lane Price does, at this point, call Roger Sterling a child, uh, <laughs> which is really more of a, more of a, uh, 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 just a heads up to, to, to reaffirm the fact that Roger Sterling is really just a float. Like, you know, all, like we were saying last episode, all he has is Lucky Strike. He's not really doing anything anymore. He's just become an elder statesman that shows up for work and has a few drinks. Yeah. Well, he's becoming a... Bert? More like Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, more like Bert. The only uh, difference is that... Bert has kind uh, of all together disappeared. You'd think he would have come to the wards, but... Yeah, Bert's just... I think Bert just comes in here and there. He naps a lot. But the difference between the two of them is Bert, Bert started this place. Roger mm-hmm. inherited it. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, next thing we know, we found ourselves at the bar. And again, we're, we're seeing Roger feeling... I think bad about his legacy. I think he feels somewhere deep that, you know, yes, what you just said, he didn't, he just inherited this. He hasn't really made uh, a name or done anything substantial. Uh, at this, at this point, he just feels as if his big, his big to do was finding Don Draper. Yeah, that's what the, that's what we see in the episode. But yeah. we also see Roger can sure enjoying an after party. Hey. Who can't? Um, one of my favorite scenes is um, we see Dr. Faye, who's strangely attractive. I don't know. What's strange about it? I don't know. She still reminds me of that lady on The View. I can't stand <laughs> Oh, right, right. Hasselback. No, she's a yes. looker. I agree. Uh, I, I, I like Dr. Faye very much, although I hate her profession. Uh, I, I'd give her a high five. Is that, <laughs> is that weird? Wait, uh, on a scale of one to ten, you'd give her a, high, a five? I'm not going to keep going with that. All right. Don goes over to uh, to talk. Uh, maybe tell her that he'd like to tangle. And that she smells really good. She does smell. Cause she looks like she smells good. You know what I'm saying? So is, uh, is this what Don reached into his bag and that's what he came out with? You smell well, good? Well, let's not. Let's give him a little credit. I mean, Don on fu- in, in full form probably would have come up with something better than you smell good. But... He's had what now would probably amount to 30 drinks, and not beers, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking liquor drinks. Uh, so I, I, I'm just happy he was able to tell her that she smelled good without vomiting on her. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Uh, Dr. Faye sees this coming and gives him the old deflection, the stop sign, if you will. She's wearing a stop sign. And uh, tells him no, John. Turns him down. Very, very professional. I mean, she does a very good job with it. Uh, you know, she says that he, you know, and he is, he's confusing a lot of things. Um, and just kind of walks away. I mean, it wasn't ugly. She did a very good job with it. 
It wasn't ugly. Um, now, in the next scene, we find ourselves in the uh, Vic's hotel room, if you will. And uh, our new art director friend, he's just laying there on the bed reading a Playboy. Which I find, uh, you know, uh, inappropriate. Well, he likes the articles. Hey, who doesn't, John? Uh, he was, he was, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, uh, inspired. It is an inspiring uh, magazine. Uh, don't get me wrong. And in the same breath, he just lays into Peggy. You know, she's trying to get in touch with Don. And, uh, you know, she's like, you know, I, I, I'm not calling him because of anything, you know, sexual. And he's like, oh, of course not. No way. There's a wallpaper more exciting than you. True. I'm like, what? True. That's terrible. And then, then he just compares her to a hunting dog. I'm like, what? He does, He's not very kind to her, no. Uh, now... Uh, I I believe until up to this point, uh, he had called her everything except a boner shrinker. Uh, but it turns out that's not completely true, John. No, there's there's uh, no no. Well, here's what happens. Apparently, he has some fixation on nudism, nakedness, no clothes, and says yes. that he would he would be a nudist if he lived in more enlightened times. And uh, and Peggy's like, you know what? I'm gonna call out you on this. We're gonna get naked and work, and okay, uh, and she uh, she she drops trow. She does drop trow, John. Uh, she, I'm gonna say it's hard to wear the grannies well. Well, <laughs> you're, you're wearing a lot of structure. She is wearing a lot of spanks. Did they call them spanks back then? No, I think it was called a girdle back then. Oh, I don't know if she's actually wearing a full-on girdle, but uh, let, let's let's be honest. Uh, it's not the most uh, arousing of situations. Is that how is that how you put it? But that's not the point. I, I mean, really that's that's her. I would put this. That's her whole point. Is uh, you know, oh, you think this is this is natural? This is just a work environment. Okay, let's do it. And he can't do it. Uh, he does. He does get uh, naked, uh, and they do try to work. She's able to keep uh, well her eyes on the prize, John, if you will. Uh, <laughs> by continuing to actually talk about uh, the VIX account, uh, whereas he just uh, has a boner, apparently. Well, she, you know, she points it out, and he's like, oh, don't, uh, you know, don't get any airs. It's just leftover from the magazine. <laughs> uh, he, does, he does have the creepy stares, though, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's just, let's be honest, though. If, if, there's, some na- if there's a naked lady in the room, you're probably going to stare. Somebody you work with. If it was somebody I worked with, I wouldn't do it. No. No. John, that's a lesson. Is that a rule? Did you learn that lesson? Or more of a guideline? That is a rule. That is a set in stone rule. No naked. No naked in the workplace. <laughs> I think that's part of orientation. That's true. Uh, we flash back to the bar uh, where Roger has become altogether morose. And a... A woman with some nasty-looking necklaces comes up <laughs> uh, and asks uh, if that's if that's Mr. Don Draper over there, okay? And uh, they say, uh, and, oh, and if he's attached, I believe Roger said the only thing he's attached to is that drink. Um, I think Joan has probably been getting an earful of uh, Roger's complaining all night, and has just about had it, and indeed just takes off. Um. Roger's looking completely sad at this point. 
really pathetic. It is. Um, this woman um, in the green crappy necklaces uh, goes over to Don and uh, starts a little starts a little talky talky, if you will. And I think we all know where this is headed. It's not that she's a whore. It's just that uh, they're going to sit up all night and talk about their feelings. Naked. Maybe. Maybe. Well, humming. Uh, uh, as Don gazes, I'm, I'm sorry. As Roger gazes down at uh, at, at, at uh, Don, uh, getting uh, air quotes lucky, uh, he has another flashback, John, to uh, to Don doing the hard sell. Uh, Don was an eager uh, young man, if you will, um, back in the days when uh, he was selling fur coats, and he uh, goes to meet uh, or goes to try to meet Roger at the elevator, saying that he has another interview in the building. Roger calls his bluff and says, uh, can you even name another company in this building? Well, uh, so this is the second time they've, they've ever spoken. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he sent the portfolio, he sent messages, and Roger goes, I've ignored them, and I've thrown out your portfolio. That should be your message. Ooh, and, not uh, good. And Don uses a line that uh, sounds familiar from earlier in the episode. He's like, haven't you ever, uh, haven't you ever just needed a break? Yep. And offers to buy Roger a drink at 10 a.m., which he's glad to accept. Always a smart move. And winds up eating a jar of olives soaked in martini. Well, I don't know why you drink martinis at 10 a.m., but, uh, you know, teach their own. Uh, we flash back to the naked room. Uh, Peggy's still going strong, getting work done. I'm not sure what they have propped up in front of her covering her... Uh, Is that a type... Or lady bits. Yeah, I thought it was part of a typewriter. Is it's it? like a writing something or other, yeah. Uh, well, e- e- either way, it's keeping this show a family show. <laughs> Although they did, say, they did say chicken shit. I'm just keeping track of the shits, John. You've just started keeping track of it. You need to I go have. back and count them all up. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to tell you what. They all started this season. Listen, <laughs> you know, we didn't get any f- feedback from the listeners on the shit. Listen, folks. <laughs> If anybody is on my side, please write in. If you're on John's side, just ignore this completely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so, she she um, she continues to work, and and he is he is averting his eyes on purpose, mm-hmm. trying not to stare. And uh, I think she does make another couple dick jokes. I think this is this the is this where she says uh, that her pencil's broken, and maybe we could just dip that in ink, yes. and I could write with it. <laughs> Yes. Well, that was just gross. No, no. But, you know, what's what's uh, more dangerous is if we're coming up on four hours, he needs to see a doctor. He does need to see... He, 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 he does need to see a doctor. Uh, that's got to be tough. Finally, he just... He, he, he waves the white flag, if you will, and, uh, and says, I can't do this anymore, uh, and goes and puts his pants on uh, and heads to the restroom, John. And here's where we find out that although Peggy may not take home a Cleo... She does, in fact, get the prize for smuggest bitch in the world. Whoa! I know. I'd like to see that trophy. <laughs> yes. Me too. Me. Let me. Uh, but uh, it's probably on Wikipedia. Do we, is that something we want to ask for? If anybody could submit the artwork. For oh, the if someone would like the, the smuggest world? bitch in the world trophy. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Can't think. Who, well, who who who's holding it now? Uh, <laughs> uh, no comment on that. But it's, e- it's either Martha Stewart or Oprah, and I love Oprah. <laughs> oh, Sorry. you just lost half the audience. No, 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 no. <laughs> Final season. It's the farewell season, everyone. This 
Isn't it always the farewell season? <laughs> yeah. No, like that's Cher. That's Cher. No, it's Cher. <laughs> Cher is still saying goodbye. Uh, we we flash back to Don's uh, apartment where he uh, he has successfully um, gotten one lady to come home with him tonight. Um, she is awfully fond of the national the national anthem, which I don't believe should be used in the bedroom. Okay, I mean it's uh, it's our national anthem. Please, please, John. It's sacred. I don't it's, know. It, it is. I, she's probably just fond of men standing at attention. John. Yes. One more oh. joke. One more joke like that. <laughs> One more joke like that, and I'm out of here. I thought I thought we agreed there weren't going to be any erection jokes on this episode. I'll stay, John. Okay, that's gross. <laughs> uh, so as uh, as so as, this is so this is like you know this is late Friday night, like sometime Saturday morning that they're doing this because oh, the after this party's the three, over. This is in the three a.m. hour at least. Yeah, on on, on uh, early Saturday morning. Indeed. And now this became overly confusing. Because uh, we, we wake up to what looks to be the next morning, uh, which would be Saturday morning, and wait a minute, she's gone from decently attractively bad necklace wearing lady to really kind of weird looking blonde lady that kind of has a duck lip. Quack. No, not duck Philip, but like a duck duck quack quack lip. And uh, we, we are awoken by a phone call from everyone's favorite character, Evil Betty. Uh, who is just mad as hell. And again, uh, this is appropriately being mad. Appropriate, this is true. We have some conversation about this later. That, yes, I mean, uh, most times Betty is, you know, for the most part in the right with her anger. But she could she could have a drink and just relax a little bit. Uh, uh, Don has not come to pick up the kids for his day. Uh, and he really has no excuse at this point. Well, no, uh, so, so we find out that it is Sunday. It so, is Sunday. So we have lost a solid 24-plus hours. Uh, in a drunken stupor blackout. Due to the booze. Due to the booze. Uh, he has found himself a diner waitress named Doris? Doris, the lovely. The you could say lip. that. Uh, he, ooh, ooh no. we're, looking at, <laughs> we're looking at Doris right now. And it's, uh, <laughs> man. Uh, one thing we do see uh, is that he was in his drunken stupor able to uh, tell uh, Doris his real name is Dick, uh, which I thought was nice that he shared that with her. <laughs> this was uh, around the time he was promising to take her picture. Uh, oh, right, he's going to take her picture. Yeah, I mean, the the, uh, the the nice thing about this is he's about as surprised as we are uh, to see Doris next to him. Uh he tells her that, hey, he's got some stuff to do. Could you just grab your clothes and get the truck out of here? And, uh, well, she does, because I'm guessing Doris has been in this position before. But here's the thing. You know, you've yeah. lost an entire day to being blacked out from yeah. booze. You have this, 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 you know, kind of duck hybrid woman in your yep. bed. And you would think to yourself, my God, I got to get, I got to fly right. Yeah. And, uh, and how does he fly right but by emptying a bottle of Canadian Club? Now listen, I'd like to just, and I'm not an alcoholic, I promise, but I, you need a little hair of the dog sometime, John. What does that feeling, mean? If you're feeling bad, if you had too much to drink. Just that, you know, that little hump. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just give you a little pump. The thing is, is that if you're real hungover, which Don was, uh, sometimes you just need a little bit of booze to get your body back on track while you recover. And it's exactly what he did. He had a, he had a little bit of a drink, and he passed out for twelve hours. 
<laughs> which was not unlike our Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unlike you, uh, he has Peggy come by Sunday night because she cannot get through on the phone. And she lets him know, like, look, it's Sunday night, tomorrow's Monday. Uh, life cereal is going to go with this whole cure for the common breakfast thing. You have got to fix this with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, little Munchkin Danny. Well, more importantly, they got to fix this with Life Cereal. I mean, Life Cereal is a big brand. They can't put out a crap uh, tagline for them. Yeah, but they already love it. I mean, that's, yeah, what, that's but, the first I mean, thing he says is like, we'll convince them that it's bad. But I mean, they love it. I know, but I mean, that's just as dangerous as you know uh, them quote stealing it from uh, from the little guy. Because you know they get you get you know you got to realize that you get credit for good work and you get credit for bad work, and if Life Cereal, being a mega brand, well maybe not a mega brand, but a big brand, uh, goes out with this, uh, it reflects poorly on them. And even if they love it, you got to talk them out of it. It's, it's somehow, right? Um, but we do we do get there Monday morning, and uh, Lane Price comes in and says. Um, that uh, he has put Pete on the reservation for lunch, and that he would like them. He would like Pete to join them. Him and him and Kenny Cosgrove. If Pete is uh, well through with his tantrum, I gotta say, you know what? If 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 I am magically transported back to this fictional world, which could happen, uh, <laughs> I would rather hang out with Ken Cosgrove. Than who? Than Pete. Oh, hands down. I mean, I'll be fairly certain that Ken won't rape me, which I can't say for Uh, Pete. And and, and Ken is generally just a happier dude. And Ken doesn't have an entire webpage devoted to his bitch face. This is true. And if, folks, if you haven't been there, well, it's your own fault for not joining our Facebook page. Uh, No, but Pete Pete actually comes up with his own little plan. He's like, no, no, let's hold the lunch. Bring Ken into the meeting room. I want to talk. Oh, Pete's got a plan, John. Yeah. Pete has a plan. Uh, and that's just what he does. Uh, the meeting room, uh, Pete uh, has Ken, has Lane leave, and uh, pretty much tells Ken that, hey, listen, buddy, you'll be working for me. Yeah, because right initially, Ken's like, uh, nothing's changed. And, and Pete's not right, having Yeah, it. we're still buddies. We're on the same level, you and me, Pete. Come on, buddy. No, 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 no. Pete's a bigwig. Pete's a partner. Yeah, you got to. He, he he does that whole smug, uh, you know, after he lets uh, Ken have it. Yeah. He does that whole lean back in your chair, throw your hands behind your head, and ask how the wedding plans are going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pete, I hate you, and I love you. Meanwhile, uh, Don's uh, surprised by a member from the Little People's Guild. This with, guy, you know, I didn't realize how tiny he was. Until uh, until this last scene, where he stands like in front of somebody, right? Or next no, to he's just somebody? standing next to Don, and literally, it looks like he needs a step stool to shake his hand. He's a little dude, which is fine. Listen, here at the Mad Men recap, we love little dudes, we love big dudes, we just love dudes. <laughs> wait a minute, did that was that weird? Nah, wait. Ah, but but Don Don tries to get around this and say, look, you know, we're gonna give you. 50 bucks, 100 bucks for your idea. Yes. Do you know what freelance is? No. And he pretty much says, no, I don't want it. I don't need money. Nice, dick. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I just want the job. 
and kind of leaves Don with no choice. I think Don does genuinely feel bad, or just maybe not feel bad, but is just completely embarrassed by the fact that he uh, he took that line. Yeah. The completely worthless tagline. Um, he goes to see Roger and says that he hired the kid. Roger says, "All right then," and gives him his Cleo back because, of course, he lost it at the bar. Well, and, and this is where you really kind of feel bad for Roger because he's like, "I'll give it back to you if you say he couldn't have done it without me." I mean, his his sense of self worth is just plummeted. True, but I gotta say, in this scene, I thought, you know what, Don should be thanking him. I agree. Don should be thanking a lot of people. But the fact that like Roger needs to say something like that, and he needs to say something like that, I mean, he feels that bad. Yeah, that's no fun because Roger's our fun guy on this show. Yeah, he's our He's our good time laughing buddy. What would we do if he wasn't there to say something funny? Well, apparently we'd get him drunk and then get hired. This is true. We see that um, in the very last scene of the episode. We have one last flashback. Um, They show Roger back in the old days waiting for the elevator. And uh, Don comes up and stands next to him. And he's like, what are you doing here? And Don's pretty much like, "Uh, uh, you, uh, you hired me. And he says, no, I didn't. And he said, yeah, you did when you got in the cab. He said, welcome aboard. And Rogers just has this look on his face like, oh, shit. Well, he's like, <laughs> I, I'm, I must have said it. I was, I was snookered. I was drunk and hired this guy. Gotta stop doing that. But so they get on, you know, they get on the elevator, and as the doors are closing, Don gives, like, the little shifty eyes. Like, you know, he did this. He made this up. Oh, yeah. That, like, you know, and, uh, and it worked. Oh, you think Don completely made up the fact that See, he said, oh, I, welcome aboard. I oh, absolutely. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah? No, I didn't yeah. catch that. But no, I bet I bet that happened. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Roger said anything else than, uh, you know, thanks for the martinis. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he, w- he wasn't walking straight. He ordered his cab in French. And Don thought, you know, what's the worst that happens? I don't get the job. Well, so. when you, yeah, when you think about that scene, though, you could, you, like, I don't know. When I think back to that scene, I, could, I kind of believe that could have happened, though. But yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I yeah, think you did make yeah, it up. Yeah. I mean, his whole life is a lie. No, right? He, yeah, no, he's he's definitely good at uh, at uh, telling stories that aren't true. It's, uh, as is advertising, right? <laughs> <laughs> stories that aren't true. John, great show. Whew! I, I'm. Ex- you should see Kate. She's exhausted right now. She looks like she's gonna pass out right on the desk. Uh, this episode is over. It was amazing. Uh, listen, everybody, I want to I want to throw out a special thanks to you. That's right, you, the person that can hear me right now, for joining our Facebook page. It's really going well. We're up to I think seven hundred people, John. Give or take. Yeah, maybe two fifty. Yeah. But uh, but thanks thanks for joining because you know what you realized it was a personal offense to me for you holding out <laughs> and for you for you folks that are doing it. You're making my heart hurt. Okay, you've cut me to the quick. So come on over and join. It's a great time. We've got a lot of great people. Kate's always on it. <laughs> Have you even joined it? Yeah, of course. Oh, or, or, you didn't. I, I post up all the time. On the Mad Men Recap Facebook? Yeah, you don't even read it. Oh, I read it. Let's not get in. Not, not now. Not here. Uh, we we also uh, we also have been uh, getting lots of emails from everybody, which we also. We can't tell you how much we love, and I think right now, John, yeah. uh, if, if, if you will indulge me, yes, I would like to open the Mad Men recap mailbag. Wait a second. Okay. Okay. Oh, the sound broke. 
Uh, just go ahead and do it. I'll see if I can fix that. Go ahead and go ahead and read okay. some mail. You work on that. Uh, we got a bunch of them today. Thanks, everybody. The first one, friend of the show, Phil in Vermont. Uh, feels like uh, this was on the show previous. Um, things he learned, sleepovers have a whole new meaning with Sally. Uh, child okay. psychiatry is more for uh, more for mom and dad, less for the kid. And mm-hmm. uh, Roger does not like conditions. Uh, he's loving the show, loves the interaction, keep up the good work, and um, also thinks uh, you know Betty's evil. You know, Phil is a friend of the show. Uh, John and I have known Phil for many years. Uh, I feel like Phil kind of looks like Roger Stealing a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, that, right? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Absolutely. I can totally see that. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. We'll uh, we'll Go put ahead. up a picture of the two side by side. Yeah, sure. Uh, we got it. <laughs> Since I'm a big, since since clearly you're a fan of shameless plugs, uh, we, we got a shameless plug. A guy named Eric wrote in, plugging a girl named Alexandra Ella, who was in a an episode a couple of weeks ago, where she was in the um, that, oh right that, that Pons focus group. She, she was also in this episode, by the way. Was she? She was. Uh, she was one of the girls uh, in uh, watching the KK uh, Ku Klux Klan uh, ad ad uh, yes advertising. Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. Alexandra Ella. She's got a, a website somewhere. Check it out. Um, okay. Our friend, uh, our friend Idris from the UK. Oh, my favorite. Uh, unthinkably, and she's not alone here. Beginning to like Pete. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I, I don't know. You, you might have to. You might have to drop some of the animosity, my friend. People are coming around to the Campbell <sighs> way. Uh, First it was Henry Francis. You're uh, coming around to Henry Francis. Listen, now it's Ray VP. If you don't think our buddy Matt is setting us up, you are sorely mistaken. I guarantee. And I'm putting my Paul Deal's seal of approval on this. Uh, that he's going to do something rapey any minute. <laughs> any minute. That's the no, guarantee. He's really grown up, I think. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, you can take the boy out of the rape, but you can't take the rape out of the boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he's helping to build. He's making uh, his stake as a partner. Um, I just also loved Peggy on the Honda. And that was uh, fabulous. And, uh, and Don opening up to Faye, and Cooper being all things Japanese. Okay. Uh, uh, except, De- except Japanese. Except Japanese. Yeah, yeah right, okay. Uh, Deborah writes in, a couple people actually told us that the episode uh, on TV that Sally got a little excited about was uh, something called Man from Uncle. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Sorry I didn't realize that. Next time. I, I feel we, we, we were we were people were a little surprised that we didn't know that or that we didn't research that. Yeah, it didn't free show everybody free show. <laughs> but uh, she also likes the uh, Henry Francis Doctor Spock activity, but uh, still doesn't like Henry Francis because honestly, who would be with Betty? That's uh, true. You got it. That that is that is the biggest problem with Henry Francis. He's obviously uh, an idiot. Glutton for punishment. Uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Kim from the NYC writes in that uh, Benihana was considered classy before actual uh, Japanese and Asian restaurants came about. Points out that, uh, in fact, uh, we are not a family show, despite what you keep saying. We are a family show, so <laughs> so F you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm just well, kidding. I have a family. You have a family. I have a family, yes. John, do you have a family? Uh, so she loves the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, says congrats on the uh, on the Facebook fans. Well deserved success. Thank you. And um, we got our friend Terry uh, writes in to uh, put a link up. We can we can put this up. But uh, Doctor Creepy, as she calls him, or Doctor Greg on the show, Joan's yes. husband, 
uh, apparently did a, a, a fashion photo spread. Um, okay. And this is uh, Tom and Lorenzo blog, and so we'll, we'll link this for everybody. But he's looking pretty sharp, and it sounds like he's a, a pretty pretty uh, good guy. I don't and, like him. Uh, you don't like him? I don't like him. All right. All right. Based on a fictional character I've seen, I've seen on television, I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> Terry also doesn't like this new art director guy. Um and is a, a little a little creeped out that Don could black out the entire weekend. Uh, we got a we got a new emailer, our friend RC, uh, writes in says really enjoying the show, but going to defend a Betty Draper. Good for you, buddy. Honestly, uh, I've been the only one doing it. It's getting cold out here, if you know what I mean. When have you defended Betty? What? I defend Betty every episode that we you do. Never, you just are you like oh talking my god? Are you are you two even here? Are you talking about Peggy? Is this like a name slip? Oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah. Ha ha ha. RC thinks uh, that, that although she is a terrible mother, that she didn't have a good uh, role model through her own mom. That there is, um, in fact, not an all good or all bad character, which is also true for Betty. Uh, that you know, if you think back to the first season, those numbness attacks in the hands, uh-huh. those were in fact from the anxiety of Don's infidelity. Okay. I mean, what was she supposed to do? Doctor. Not be upset that he was leaving their bed to go be with teacher? Um, you know, she's not right now acting like a happy newlywed with Henry Francis, rather a woman scorned. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, she wouldn't have chosen to have kids and live in the burbs. Did it because that's what Don once wanted to be the trophy wife, and it didn't work out. Uh, thanks, RC, for that. Uh, frequent contributor, friend of the show, Paul from Minnesota, uh, writes right. in. It says, like, uh, Roger and Don are getting their just desserts for their poor treatment of women in past seasons. And wonders why Don has been getting a pass all these years for how badly he treats women when Pete uh, also treats them badly and gets killed for it. Well, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back up the truck, Paul. Listen, you are a Paul, so I'm not going to say anything mean to you because we have to stick together. But what, Pete is raping ladies. Don... Is raping He's no one? Wasn't I? Oh, okay, okay. So he hasn't raped in a while. That makes it okay. <laughs> that ma- oh, okay. You you haven't raped in a few episodes. We'll go. forgive it. I no, no. no. We'll just we'll forgive those. No, no, no. Don hasn't raped anyone. Yes, there's been some infidelity, but I mean, <laughs> who among us on the show uh, has hasn't been <laughs> unfaithful on the show? On the show. Um, I'm so faithful it hurts. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I got to say, Pete's, Pete's way worse. Uh, I think I think everyone will email and agree with that. Uh, he finds that the admirable characters on the show right now are Henry Francis, uh, Carla the maid, and, yes. and Bert. And finds that, uh, in fact, Joan is the moral center of the show. I guess that's despite her no. uh, racist See, attitudes. Paul, yeah, exactly, Paul. I think we're forgetting some things here. She's been cheating with a married man. She, well, not not since she's been married. Yeah, not, not since she's been married. But she was she was messing around with Roger while he was married. That does not make you a moral compass. Well, well not, we're not going to pick apart anybody here. Come on now. I'm sorry, Paul. We, we like the contributions. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Uh, and also, was very impressed by uh, by Bert Cooper's uh, incredible Japanese knowledge. Um, and feels it feels bad that he's you know really not uh, not being used you know he's this elder statesman and just kind of uh, are you kidding me if, if I could have that job that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have uh, Maya our friend from Rhode Island writes in 
And a uh, big fan of Dr. Edna, the child psychiatrist. Thinks she's going to save Sally. Smiled, looked her in the eye. Did not treat so. her like a piece of property. She's, I hope you're right. Maya right now is going to start Team Edna. Whoa. And thinks that Rapey Pete, Ken, and Kinsey might need her for help as well. And that uh, pretty much on the day of birth should enroll Pete's kid for help as well. <laughs> I agree. Uh, she, I agree. She thinks that Don and Dr. Faye would be a perfect couple. I agree. They'd be like antidotes to each other, but both with alternate identities. Hmm. I disagree. Oh, well, all right. Why is that? Yeah. You want to back that up? I, I think Dr. Faye is a little too touchy-feely for Don. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't, yes. I, don't, I, can't, I can't dispute that. I think she, she could possibly... I think possibly... she might like to talk a little too much. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's right. <laughs> Bitches get stitches. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say that. Uh, Our good friend Ken from uh, Florida writes in. Uh, he thinks that uh, they're kind of going season by season, just tearing stuff away from Don. Uh, first it was uh, his identity, then it was his family. Now it's his professionalism. Um, and felt it was kind of a downer of an episode. Uh, surprised that Jane's cousin needs the job because, in fact, uh, the Lollipop Guild is on hard times. That's what we yeah. used at our opening. Thank you for that, Ken. Well done. Uh, he also learned three things. Uh, Roger's memoirs are boring. If, if we get to the end of the 60s, Peggy will be a free-loving uh, hippie all over the place. Hairy-legged liver. <laughs> yes, right. yes. And when Don gets drunk, Dick gets the ugly chicks. Uh, our buddy Hugh. Hug. Hugh. Hug. Hugh writes in, uh, starting off with the January Jones dress for the Emmys. Saying it looked like she was uh, going to the Little Mermaid prom. I don't know. Did you? I saw the dress. It was. It wasn't great. We're gonna pull in. Uh, we're gonna pull in our fashion correspondent Kate on this one. I don't know. I gotta say it. It. It was all right. I've seen. I've seen worse. It was a little. I, I wouldn't say it was the right dress for the Emmys. I think there would have been a better. What would we that be the right dress for? I don't know. Um, like an under the sea ball. Back to the Future reference. The Capades, maybe? Yes, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Capades, yes. Uh, no, I, I think, and I, I, I heard this on some reviews of the uh, Emmy situation, uh, that the dress in person was beautiful. I, th I think that the, the craftsmanship and how it was done was pretty impressive, all that layering. I don't know what you would call yeah, that. Yeah, it was just kind of more of an art piece. It wasn't a go to the Emmys and sit for like 14 hours and... The the, yeah. the part that we've discussed that this always kills it for me uh, we, because it had the cone boob mount thing uh, it, it kind of that kind of ruins it like if they just would have made the dress come up normally uh, and not put cones on it with spikes where her <laughs> boobs are uh, it might well, still have some maybe, credibility maybe the designer will will you know take oh take he, he'd take advice he'd, he'd Paul's advice. <laughs> Okay, I see. I see the sarcasm. Continue on, John. Yeah, we got Laura, first-time emailer from the great state of Utah. Is Utah still a state? Oh, I'm sorry, that's stupid. Loves the show. Uh, <laughs> thinks that uh, Don is getting worse and worse. May even need a Freddie Rumson type intervention. I agree. Uh, she liked the flax flashbacks, wondering if Don is becoming Roger. Uh, likes uh, Pete's cajones. Oh, jeez. Telling Ken the way things are, and uh, it's a nice little revenge for Pete, with Ken Indeed. having gotten the head of accounts the last time. Yep. Uh, she loved Peggy calling out Rizzo's bluff um, and feels that she is well on her way to becoming a feminist. All right. Uh, one last one. Uh, friend JJ from California. JJ. Uh, writes in, likes 
uh, likes the likes the show, likes the themes uh, going on in the show. Specifically, this week, the Roger Sterling is a child, um, yeah, and how he's not evolving. Uh, how Don talks about nostalgia and uh, how that comes with childhood memories, with Rizzo being the new art director and, and really has a child's teenager's mind, at least the way he's portrayed so far, and. Um, and Pete and Ken still fighting over toys like kids in a sandbox. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like the aspiration as good as perspiration. Uh, a little comment at the beginning from Danny Boy, Don saying that's not how it goes. He also corrects Roger on a saying like that. You know, be careful what you wish for, because uh, if you get it, other people are jealous. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, figure out that uh, stories are how people's reputations are built. Um, Roger likes to say he discovered none. But we find out that's not true. And Don got no. himself in there and made himself. Don a job. discovered himself, obviously. Uh, yeah, no kidding. And um, you know, feels that the awe shucks Don of the '50s was just an act to help him get ahead. Um, mm, fair enough. Yeah. And uh, so I was going to say, John, we are running way long. I know it. That's it for the mailbag. So we're going to close up the mailbag tight, but you can still send us some, uh, an, an email, and we will read it on the show, even if it's not any good. Because we love getting mail, John. Absolutely. I know I do. Love it. I don't really like it. John, uh, Kate, Kate could care. But uh, John and I do read every single one, and uh, obviously we respond because we just spent the last 20 minutes doing it. Uh, so uh, send us one. It's staff at madmenrecap.com. Uh, we also have the website where you can go check everything out, uh, all the links and photos that we put up from the show, and that is madmenrecap.com. Uh, as I already mentioned, we have the Facebooks. If you're not a member, there's obviously something wrong with you. Uh, and Twitter. We live Twitter every show because we can. And we so, love the people uh, that, that have been, out. Love the people that have been writing back with us on the tweets. Thank, thank you, folks. And thanks to everybody that's uh, chiming in on the iTunes. We're up to 57 ratings, 37 five stars. Oh. Uh, nice. And a, and a bunch more comments. So thanks, everybody. We really, really appreciate it. And we will see you for the next show. John, thanks so much. We'll talk to you later, big guy. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Check out this thing called Miso. Miso is a fun and easy way to share what you're watching on TV with your friends. Here's the thing. Uh, it, GoMiso.com, G-O-M-I-S-O.com. What it allows you to do through Facebook or Twitter is to share with your friends what you're watching and they can comment on it. Like they can like it or they can write a comment to you about it. The thing is that Miso helps you in this cool new way to find shows you like and to keep track of the shows you watch the most. So they make it really easy. Uh, they, have a, they have the apps for you. You can get them on the iPhone or the iPad, or you can even do it on the web, and it helps you find the shows you're watching the most, and then you can check in on them. Either way, uh, check it out at gomizo.com. That's G-O-M-I-S-O.com. If that's too much, you can always just go to badmanrecap.com where we have everything linked.